0: Are you ready to talk baseball? Well, step up to the plate. You're listening to Passion for the Pastime. And here's your host, Walter.
1: Hey, how's it going, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Hope you're doing well, staying safe, not freaking out, and being healthy out there. Because it is time uh, we're in the final week not of the season but of the trade deadline the countdown continues you freaking out a little bit right now you freaking, you freaking out <laughs> it's always fun around this time of year because sometimes people are just trolling especially on social media they'll go out there and uh, and they'll they'll say some. Some outlandish trade that makes no, absolutely no sense. And then you hear all of the trade proposals, again, on social media. Social media is just fun, if you know how to use it correctly. But it's hilarious because people go on there and, yeah, I want to trade my crap for a gem. It doesn't work that way. (laughs) Why does everyone want to trade crap? literally the the worst guy on your team and when want to get Juan Soto, Max Scherzer, like <laughs> relax. It doesn't work that way. You can't just trade Mauricio Dubon. Not saying that he's the worst player on the team, but he did get sent down for the Giants. To he get sent down, he's in Sacramento. He's actually doing pretty pretty okay, I would say. No power numbers, but hitting for average, which is probably the type of player he is. You're not going to see a Dubon for Max Scherzer. (laughs) I don't care what kind of package you put together. That's not going to happen. You'd have to probably throw in a Luciano or Ramos. By the way, Ramos got called up to Sacramento. He's playing with Dubon. I haven't seen any games yet. I got to get out there. I got to get out there. I've been to San Jose. I got to get out to Sacramento. Sacramento, for those of you that know, used to be the uh, A's affiliate way back when. Remember those days when they weren't talking about leaving to Vegas? Yeah. It's an A's episode this time. (laughs) We're going to be speaking with beat writer for the Oakland A's for MLB.com, Martin Gallegos, the great Martin Gallegos. Always a pleasure to have him on the podcast. Can't wait to speak with him. We're gonna we're gonna get into a little bit of everything that went on this week and kind of forecast a little bit next week. Who what does he think is going to go down uh at the trade deadline? Who do he thinks that the A's should go after? What position group? What player, if he has one in, in mind? got to find out because the A's are in a interesting situation come trade deadline. They're trailing the Astros right now in the AL West. But they're currently sitting in that in that uh that wild card spot right behind the Tampa Bay Rays. So, what do they plan on doing ahead of the deadline? Because are our teams going to be aggressive? Some seem to think that, yes, they are. But are, are the A's going to be included in that grouping? They're two and a half games back from the Astros. And they're two and a half games back from the Rays, the number one wildcard spot, and four and a half up on the Yankees as as we speak. So, it's going to be interesting to see what the A's do. Hell, it's going to be interesting to see what the Rays do, what the Yankees do. All these teams that are in contention, I mean, is Seattle going to trade some pieces away to keep building? I mean, they're in a weird state of limbo. What do the Giants do? Dodgers, what are they going to do? Which, by the way, if you ask Dodger fans, they're probably... Screaming for a closure right now Which Relax (laughs) Yes It's been a couple of bad days For the guy Kenley Jensen And I say it with a smile Because my team benefited But Hey That's baseball Throw some dirt on it You move on That's, That's what you do You don't boo Your greatest closer In the last decade because he blows a save in July that's that's all I'm saying it's a little show the, show the guy some respect he's he's earned that put some respect on uh on Kenley Jensen a little bit am I defending a Dodger what what's going on here no let's get off of this <laughs> but trade deadline talk let's get back to the A's a little bit got off on a little tad. uh let's get back to the A's Trade deadline, what what do you, the fan of the A's or of this podcast or both, what do you want the A's to go get? Do you want them to go get a power bat? You want them to get a pitcher, a reliever, a bat in another area of the field? Or hell, are or you just like sell the farm not the team, but sell the 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 farm for Trevor Story. Are are A's fans still on that bandwagon, or has that kind of come down a little bit? I don't know. Depends who you ask. Some A's fans. And you know, it's been, it's been a rough week for the A's, but some A's fans are just like, you know what? Screw the A's. They want to leave us too. We already lost the Warriors. We already lost the Raiders. Now we're going to lose our baseball team? Because they had a vote that went down. And obviously, looking at it and reading the words, City Council approves plan. It's a yes vote, 6-1, to with one undecided. Or whatever the term was. Sounds great, right? Yeah, we, we're not gonna lose the team. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. So we're gonna get into all that with Martin Gallegos because he knows more about it than I do. Because I mean, it's a little bit of a of a tricky situation. So I'm gonna try to I'm try, I'm gonna try to see if he can if he can dumb it down for us a little bit. <laughs> Explain it to me like. I'm a fifth grader because I mean, yeah, it could be a little confusing. A yes vote should mean that they're not leaving, right? Not necessarily. So we'll talk with Martin Gallegos again, beat writer and a uh, regular on this podcast, which I, I am, I'm proud to say love talking to Martin Gallegos and we're going to talk to him next. You're listening to Passion for the Pastime Podcast. All right, everybody, welcome back to Passion for the Pastime. your host, Walter, here. In this episode, we will be speaking... About the trade deadline and mainly the Oakland A's, the Oakland Athletics, but also uh, they had a lot of news go down this week, especially as it pertains to uh, the new stadium that uh, could be coming to Oakland, who knows. But uh, to have that conversation get going with us, I have beat writer, Oakland A's beat writer with us, Martin Gallegos, uh, like to welcome you back to the show. Always a pleasure to have you on, man.
0: Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be back on.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, how is how is everything going in Seattle? You're in Seattle uh, for this last weekend before the the trade deadline.
0: Yeah, you know it's an interesting uh, week. You know, obviously with this road trip, um, it's probably going to de- determine some things for the A's in terms of um, you know what they decide to do at the trade deadline. You got to think they the calls have already been made, and, and the calls are only going to heat up here in the next week and. Um, I think, you know, a series like, like this one against the, the Mariners, they go to San Diego after this and then Anaheim, that's where they will be for the trade deadline. You know, certain performances of certain players will kind of dictate, you know, w- what they, what they potentially do here. And then, um, you know, David force is always a guy who is always looking for, for upgrades, especially at the trade deadline. If the, if the team is in contention, which the A's obviously are in contention right now, they're second place in the AL West and currently have one of the wild card spots. So. Um, you gotta think they got a good shot to make the playoffs, and they're looking for whatever boost they can get from now until uh you know July thirtieth,
1: yeah, we have a lot to uncover. I mean, the deadline in and of itself, I mean, we could probably spend the whole podcast talking about the deadline sure. itself, uh, but before we get into that, man, uh because yeah, a big weekend mariners by the way uh are are they the real deal or what what are they gonna be doing? <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, this, I was actually, you know, looking at the standings, this is going to be an interesting series because I mean, <laughs> yeah. if you're the Mariners, you're, you're thinking okay, this is a chance for us to really get in this thing. So, I mean, the A's got to be on their best game because, you know, the Mariners are a young team. Got some, they got some, uh, you know, exciting young prospects um, that uh, are still, some of them are not there yet. They're still, you know, a little bit of ways away, but um, they're a team that feels like they're on the rise. They, they think they're on the rise and um, playing, the, playing the A's here for four games, I mean, that's a golden opportunity for them to get back in it. So, um, we'll see. The A's The A's finished off their, their recent homestand strong. It started out a little bit shaky on offense. Um, but, you know, I think the A's always seem to play pretty well here in Seattle. So they'll, they'll look to do the same here, obviously.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, going into the weekend, we've had a lot uh, going on as far as the vote um, and not many. I mean, man, I, I felt like I was back in school trying to read up on everything that's <laughs> going on uh, with the vote as as it pertains to the Oakland A's and whether they're staying in Oakland can, can you break it down for us what was the vote about and what did the result actually mean
0: yeah you know first off the just that whole city council meeting made me really uh you know you know i give a lot of credit to to you know regular news reporters because covering a, a city council meeting is rough man it's like <laughs> hours and hours of people just talking everywhere uh, so yeah, you know, I was on that. I was just, I was just listening in, and man, it's tough. You know, just uh you know, the 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 hearing the opinions from all sides. Um, so I mean, basically, you know, to kind of break it down to the normal person, what the vote did was originally the the July 20th vote was, you know, everyone was hoping that a yes vote would mean that okay, the 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 proposal is is going through and the A's can start building the new stadium or not exactly start building it, but it's a big step forward. But what it ended up being was they had some some amendments to the original terms the original term sheet that was presented by the a's um the the uh, the city council made those those amendments and they voted on that instead of the original a's term sheet and they approved that term sheet Uh, but dave cavill was on that call and right away you know kind of said that hey this isn't exactly the term sheet that we submitted and we can't agree to something like this because we haven't even had time to look over the term sheet so Basically, what it did is, you know, it got six yes votes as opposed to one no and one abstain vote. So it it went through. So basically what it did is it gives more time for for the city and the A's to to potentially negotiate more um, and look at those amendments that the city council made and and kind of work together to to, to agree on those terms that they're still uh, kind of debating back and forth on. The A's, meanwhile, are still going to be talking to Vegas. I mean, I think Dave Cavill is currently on a trip to Vegas as we speak. So. Um, you know that 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 avenue is still something that they're aggressively exploring, but it seems like for right now the the negotiations between the A's and the Oakland are still. Uh, there's a possibility that they're still be ongoing. The door is still open there, and it, it, basically it was better than a no vote. If it, if they would have voted no, then I mean it would have been you know just you know terrible around here you know in Oakland just knowing that you know it's, the A's are basically gone. What the yes vote did was keep the, the door open for possible negotiations further and you know they want to get it done before the summer recess which is in august so i mean the a's and the a's and the city are going to have to you know get together here in the next few weeks or so and and try to hammer out a deal here i think you know there's some optimism but i mean it's hard to tell i mean just you know with the way things have gone um, you know over the last couple of months you know between the two sides and and kind of the the recent trips to las vegas um seems like there's a lot of momentum over there on that side and a lot of sites that dave Cavill is looking to uh, you know potentially build that they presented them with a lot of uh what he thinks are intriguing options so um, we'll see what ends up happening i know MLB released a statement where rob manford wasn't too happy about the uh, the vote but you know the one thing that the vote did do is I think kept a, a sliver of hope open that the a's and, and oakland could still work something out
1: we're talking with Martín Gallegos, beat writer for the Oakland A's for MLB.com, dot com, and we're unraveling uh, what took place on Tuesday afternoon. H- how long uh, was that uh, that hearing, Martín? H- how long did that take? The whole process?
0: Yeah, it was pretty long. So it started at nine, uh, and that and the nine o'clock portion is more just kind of public comment. People can can call in, voice their their opinion on the matter, and then uh, I think the actual you know, meeting between council members and, 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 you know, Dave Campbell was involved in that. I think that lasted about, I'd say about three hours because by the time, by the time it got wrapped up, it was almost first pitch for for the A's game that day against the angels. So it was was a long affair, a lot of, a lot of back and forth going on, a lot of, you know, unhappy people. So uh, it was interesting. It was interesting to see all that go down. Um, And, uh, you know, I'm sure there's going to be more of those, you know, coming up in the, here in the next month or so.
1: Based on what uh, you listened to, wh- what would you say was the overall feel of the room?
0: Right. So I think there was some. There was some, uh, you know, split opinions. I think some council members um, were kind of just completely against it at this point, and kind of feel like, you know, the city needs to move on to other things. But I think overwhelmingly, there was a feeling of, you know, let's get this done. You know, not not really for Dave Cavill and and the A's because I think uh there's kind of there's definitely a rift there between Dave Cavill and, and the city based on, you know, Dave Cavill has, you know, been tweeting in, in the last couple months and stuff about Las Vegas and all that. You know, they kinda of feel like like, you know, he hasn't really been negotiating, you know, the way the way he should be. Um, but they there's a I think there's a feeling that, you know, they can come together the two sides can come together for a greater good here, which is the city of Oakland. And, you know, the city of Oakland has already lost obviously two major sports franchises, the A's are the only team left in the area. And if they leave, you know, that's pretty much the, the, the heart and soul of Oakland leaving with the A's now. And uh, I think they, they view that, they view the big picture and they kind of think, you know, let's just, you know, keep talking. I think that's why they they did the yes vote. They want to have more time to just keep talking things out and eventually come to terms on a, on a deal that both sides um, feel comfortable with because the current deal that the A's submitted the term sheet that they submitted obviously was something that they didn't they didn't like but the fact that they uh, amended it and want to keep it going I think I think that part can be viewed as a a positive Um, but definitely I think there's a you could sense the rift um, between the city of Oakland and and Dave Cavill and um, you know at some point you know that's something that you know regardless of whether they make up or not they got to work together to get this thing done
1: yeah, and and the hope is that they that they will be able to get it done, right? I mean, uh baseball in Oakland is is always fun uh to go to the Coliseum and just the the fan base. Um, I know they don't turn out as much as people, you know, would like them to, but when they do, I mean, it's the 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 fan fair in Oakland is unmatched to anywhere uh you know, in sports. I mean, and that even that goes back to uh, the the Oakland Raiders and the Warriors. I mean, and being a fan, not necessarily of the Raiders, but going to Warrior games. And I've been to a few Raider games, so I, I, I know how it feels there. Uh, <laughs> it, it's it's always a, a fun time um, it, it, amongst the fans. So uh, get it done for the fans. Let's see what happens. But um, we'll, we'll end the conversation there as far as the vote, because there's still a lot. I mean, there's still more. Uh, to be unraveled there's more uh, to come as you said they're going to have more hearings and uh, we we'll have to follow it's an ongoing uh, situation in in Oakland but let's talk about the Oakland A's they're not in Las Vegas yet we're not in at that point uh, let's talk about the Oakland A's because they have a really good uh, season this year and I just want to focus on really quick before we get you know take a deep dive into the A's uh, a tweet that you put out on James uh, Caprillion. And following his latest start, you you think that he has a footing in the uh, in the AL Rookie of the Year?
0: <laughs> yeah, I became a popular tweet, with, especially with <laughs> Yankee fans. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> you know. But uh, you know, I think uh, I think definitely in the in, in the conversation. I mean, obviously, look, the AL has some pretty pretty great uh, rookies. I mean, you look at Dolis Garcia what he's done with the Texas Rangers. He's got to be the the front runner right now, and and he probably will end up winning it unless you know he gets injured or just goes on a downfall, but. Um, you know, there's Luis Garcia from the from the Houston Astros, but I mean, you look at Danish Playon's numbers right now. He, his ERA is, is, you know, lowest among Ale rookies, uh, Ale rookie starters. So, I mean, he's he's making his case, and I mean, just overall, just kind of the story, you know, that, that he's had. I mean, go through so many injuries here recently, Tommy John surgery, and um, kind of, you know, once he came over from the Yankees in that deal, you know, there's kind of a it kind of got to a point where. You know, we didn't know if he was going to pitch at the major league level as a starter. Especially, we thought you know if he was going to come up, he was going to be a reliever. But so far, he's been a starter, and and he's performing like one of their best guys. I mean, you look at you look at uh, their rotation; they have a really good rotation. Um, and you know, to say that caprillion is is as good as any of them right now, uh, that's impressive to say. So, um, you know, he's he's uh, been doing a real good job for them, and and really. I mean, I think he was probably the most, uh, the, the most pleasant surprise of the first half for the A's because he kind of came up out of nowhere at a time where the A's needed an extra starter because they had a couple of injuries and he's definitely solidified himself as a, as a solid rotation member.
1: Yeah, it's always nice when uh, those gems just come out of nowhere, like you weren't even really looking and they just come out and perform and become one of the the staples of, of a said season. I mean, I, I think it's easy to say that uh, Kaprilian uh, added with, uh, you know, the rest of the rotation is a reason why the A's are in the position that they're in. So, um, you know, does he get the AL rookie of the year? Possibly not, but I mean, yes, it, he is worthy of a conversation, and and maybe he gets a vote, and ha- that that would be pretty good if he got a vote. I mean, even even if he doesn't win it, if he gets a vote, I think uh, I think that that would be a, a win.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, for sure, I think he's definitely inserted himself in the conversation. So, I mean, any, I mean, based on what the projections were for him entering the year, I don't think anybody expected him to make a rotation this year. You know, maybe next year, but for him to step up like this, it's definitely. You know, whatever happens with as far as the voting, I think the A's have certainly got to be pleased about his future with the club going forward.
1: We're talking with Martin Gallegos, uh, pleasure as usual, beat writer for the Oakland A's for MLB.com. Now, we're talking about a little bit of surprises with uh, James, Capri- James Caprillion. Uh On the other side, on the offensive side of things, in the lineup, Matt, and not Matt Chapman. I mean, if I told you that that uh, a Matt would be excelling this year, you would have thought that it was Matt Chapman. It's Matt Olsen, he's having a fantastic year, has an um, all-star, he goes to the all-star game. Have you noticed any difference in Olsen's approach or any tweaks uh, to his mechanics? And What's pretty much the reason for his success?
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think definitely the first thing that stands out is you just look at his his overall numbers compared to, you know, even last year or, or previous year's. Um, he's striking out a whole lot less. He's making contact a lot. He's turned into a complete hitter. Um, and, and that's kind of been a culmination of things, you know, after last season, he was really disappointed with the year that he had, he, you know, was hitting under 200 and was kind of disgusted with it. And, and so over the off season, kind of just linked up with hitting coach Darren Bush over zoom and, and, you know, just sending videos of the swing, you know, on a consistent basis. And the two kind of worked together to kind of find some tweaks to his mechanics Kind of his setup at the plate. He got kind of a, a weird setup at the plate to begin with, and he felt they kind of got out of whack over the short sixty game season, and with little time to kind of make adjustments, he was kind of uh, you know lost trying to make make you know little fixes here and there, but nothing really seemed to to stick. So now this year with a with a full slate of games, he feels like he's found a good um, bat, a, sw- a good bat path, and um, you know he's hitting everything. I mean he. he you see, you know, teams start to shift on him a lot less because he's going to all the fields. He's going to left field now, and he could he go the other way for base hits. He's not just a guy who's going to pull the ball all the time. He can hit lefties and righties. You look at his death; I think he's hit more homers off lefties than righties, which is you know really impressive being a left hand hitter. Um, so it's just been an evolution. He's he's turned into one of the one of the top hitters in the game. I mean, you look at his numbers; he stacks right up there with among the best guys. I mean, by the end of the season, I expect him to be you know you know, he's not going to win MVP probably because, you know, Hotani and Guerrero juniors of the world, but he's definitely going to be, uh, you know, like a brilliant in that mix. And I think uh, definitely the MVP of the A's so far, I mean, just what he's been able to do, he's carried this, this team on offense. And obviously we know what he brings to the table on defense with his two gold gloves. So, I mean, all around, I mean, he's just, I mean, he's a star he's, he's emerged as a star of this team and, and really the, the face of this franchise. And it was cool to see him in the, in the home run derby the other day, you know, do his thing, got eliminated in the first round, run a pretty good showing and, you know, got to play in the all-star game. So, you know, hopefully he gets a little bit more national recognition because I think Matt Olson definitely this year has emerged as uh, definitely one of the top players in baseball.
1: You know, I, I was talking to one of my, one of my buddies, uh, he's an A's fan and we, we were just going back and forth and to see, to see Matt Olson and uh, just at, when you go, to go back to the all-star game to see Matt Olson and Marcus Simeon uh, connect, uh, on on defense it was you know it, it was it was a nice it was a nice scene but then you're also reminded all right well this is this is what happens in Oakland when you do good is Matt Olsen outplaying himself or playing himself out of Oakland with how good he's doing right now
0: right you know that's always a fear right I think I think everyone has kind of expected that you know are they going to get one? Are they going to be able to re-sign one of the mats? You know, I, I don't think I don't think anybody you know expects them to be able to re-sign Chapman and Olson. Um, I mean, you look at the way the two seasons are going this year; you would think it's no brainer to re-sign Olson. Um, and you look at Matt Chapman being a Scott Boris guy; that that might you know throw a wrench into things. Matt Olson is kind of more of a laid-back guy. You know, not that not that Chapman isn't a laid-back guy. I think they're actually kind of similar in terms of personality. But um, you know, Olson seems to be a little bit more low-key, and he. I know, he, I know he loves playing in Oakland. I know he's, he said before that he wants to be in Oakland for a long time. I mean, he's really really a, kind of a loyal guy, um, you know, being the team that drafted him. I know, you know, talking to uh, people in the organization, they, they they tell me that he's really, you know, appreciative of the Ace having taken a chance on him out of high school in the draft, and you know, he kind of is, has been loyal to them ever since. So I think you know, if the A's were ever to come to the table with a, with a contract extension, I think he definitely would be open to it. I think he definitely loves playing here. And, uh, I mean, the way he's going this year, he's definitely making himself a lot of money for whenever that time comes. Because, I mean, it's, what he brings to the table offensively and defensively, it's just, I mean, you don't see that that often in the players. So, I mean, he's going to get a big contract with someone. It, you would hope it's, it's going to be the A's. But, um, you know, it's still a couple years away. But definitely something that um, is going to become more of a focus, you know, in the near future.
1: Yeah, you always get nervous as uh, these guys start to excel. Um, you, you know, you 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 enjoy the ride. You don't know how long they're going to be there. But yeah, Matt Olson, definite fit um, in in Oakland. By, by the way, I mean, you've been around these players going back to the vote really quick. How do they feel about this situation? I know it's kind of out of their control, and and that's not really what they what they think about. But has anybody voiced? Um, you know, anything about the situation?
0: Yeah, I think a lot of them just try to not pay attention to it. I mean, they got enough stuff going on as it is. Um, I know Bob, we've asked Bob Belvin about it and, I mean, him being a Bay Area guy, he obviously would love to see the A's stay and, um, you know, he hasn't, you know, he hasn't kept up with it too much either, but, I mean, he, he knows what's been going on. So, um, I think he's hopeful that, that the A's are able to come up with some way to stay, with, stay in Oakland. He did say that, you know the players love you know the, the the vibe from the they get from the fans here on a nightly basis. Even though it's not you know a crowded place all the time, obviously a new stadium could possibly bring in more fans. And I think I mean if you're a player, if you're a ball player, you're playing in Oakland. I mean it's not necessarily you know the you know playing at Oracle Park, but I mean you're playing in the Bay Area and you're playing in California, which is always an attractive destination. So I mean I think these players. Um, you know, would like to stick around and see a new stadium get built and be able to stay in California. Um, So, you know, we'll see what ends up happening. Um, Still a long ways away, but, you know, I think think the players have, you know, especially the guys that have been around here for a while and kind of know, you know, what what the A's are all about and what Oakland's all about and kind of have, have learned about the history of this club. I think they would like to see, you know, the club definitely stay here.
1: We're talking with Martin Gallegos of MLB.com, beat writer for the Oakland A's. And now it is time to get into the deadline, my friend. Uh, what do you think? You know, what should what should A's fans expect the team uh, to do come trade deadline? We're getting into the final week of it. Uh, are they expected to be active? What, what, what do you think is going to go down?
0: Right. Yeah, I think they'll definitely will be, you know, I think, like I said, the conversations are probably going on right now. I, I would expect them to try to find some bullpen help. I mean, you look at their their top two guys right now. They've got Lou Trevino as a closer who's stepped up and actually has become a really reliable closer for the ninth inning. Um, but then you've got Yusmaro Petit, who even recently, he's been kind of you know used a lot, and it's kind of starting to show a little bit. I mean, he's he's a guy who Bob Melvin relies on a lot and, and I think expects them to be, you know, that seventh, eighth inning guy for most of the season, but you got to get one more guy to step up as a, as a late inning option because, you know, there's just not enough reliable guys right there. And um, I'm sure there's a lot of teams that are going to be in on the same relievers, but you know, the A's don't necessarily need to go out and get a closer because Trevino stepped up as that guy, but someone who's has experience, you know, pitching late in games, you know, seventh, eighth inning guy, you know, Sergio Romo was a guy who stepped up here recently and has brought a lot of energy and he's kind of, you know, taking over as kind of a setup man, you know, times here recently. And, you know, if he keeps this up, that could kind of aid the situation, you know, internally a little bit, but I think they're definitely, there's no doubt they're going to be going hard after at least one reliever. And I, I would expect them to add at least one reliever. I mean, the other, the other area you look at is the offense and, you know, their offense, their lineup, you look at it on paper and you think, you know, these guys should be scoring so many more runs. They've got, you know, really good hitters, but, some guys have been underperforming, you know, Ramon Laureano has been on a, a pretty bad slump here since he returned from injury. Matt Chapman has just been, you know, really up and down. Um, you know, Matt Olson has been the one consistent guy, but you know, they got Mark Canna back recently and they're hoping he can, you know, provide a little bit more production out of the leadoff spot. But um, you look at DH, you know, they're, they've been using Mitch Moreland and Jed Lowry and a little bit of a the tune there. And um, you know, the, the production hasn't been great from that spot, and you just, I mean, you're looking at the, at the trade rumors out there and guys who are available. I mean, I know a guy like a Nelson Cruz would be like a, you know, an ideal fit here as he would for a lot of teams. Um, you know, we'll see if the A's are in on a guy like him. Um, it certainly would require, you know, a little bit more of a rich prospect package to get him. But um, if they want to go out and make a big splash, I think they, I could see them going after a guy like a Nelson Cruz. Um, and, you know, they, they could use, you know, you know, another big bat in the middle of that order, you know, them in there between you know either before Olsen or after Olsen you could have a really good one-two punch there um, but I think regardless you know whether they add a bat or not I think relief pitching is going to be at the top of the list and I expect them to make a move here uh, pretty soon some point before uh, July 30th
1: is there any interest in uh, Trevor's story you know I think I think
0: early on in the season that was something that a lot of people thought was a possibility. But I think you look at Elvis Andrews, his overall numbers aren't great. Um, but he's performed a lot better here over the last month or two, both offensively and defensively, and, and just what he brings to that clubhouse as kind of a team leader. You know, he's it only it's only his first year here, but I mean he's so well respected from his time in Texas and he's really stepped up as, as a mentor for a lot of those guys and, and a guy who really keeps the clubhouse loose. I think he's their shortstop. I think they're they're set with him being their shortstop. So, you know, I don't see them going after story. I think you know, first off, probably they're probably going to be another team that's going to offer a lot more than the A's have to offer. Um, but I don't see. I don't think from the A's perspective, I don't think they look at shortstop as a as a must upgrade. Whereas that might have been the case maybe early on in the season where you saw Elvis really struggling. Um, he seems to have turned a corner here, and you know maybe you know it's not the not the you know guy that he once was the All Star, but still a really good solid contributor in that lineup. So I think he sticks there. I don't think they go after a guy like Story. I think. If if they do go after a bat, it would probably be like a DH type, or maybe an outfielder, uh, one of those one of those spots.
1: Yeah, and the price tag in comparison, just just the two names that we mentioned was uh, Nelson Cruz and Trevor Story. I would assume that it would be a little uh, a little less for a Nelson Cruz, um, right. so that might be more in the A's price range. Well, Martine, thank you for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. Before I let you go, uh, from the last time we spoke. You had a birthday, man. Happy birthday. How'd you celebrate that?
0: Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, it was great. You know, I went out to Miami. Uh, first time ever in Miami and, uh, you know, enjoyed some good Cuban food, some good Cuban coffee. Uh, you know, relaxed by the beach pretty much every day. It was, it was nice. It was a nice little relax, relaxing thing before the before the All-Star break. So it was good. You know, I was able to kind of recharge the batteries in the middle of the season and kind of celebrate the birthday. And now, you know, back to the grind for the last you know the the stretch run here.
1: All right man, I ha I've never done Miami, so uh off podcast, you're going to have to give me some uh, some suggestions of of what to do when I go. I got <laughs> I got to make a trip.
0: Yeah, I got you man.
1: <laughs> All right, Martin, thank you for coming on man. I really appreciate it. It's always a pleasure. All
0: right, well, anytime. Thank you.
1: And again, that was Martin Gallegos, beat writer for the Oakland A's for MOB.com. Go ahead and give him a follow at Martin J. Gallegos on Twitter to find out who the A's uh, are interested in, what, what the rumors are, because right now this final week heading into uh, the trade deadline, it's, it's going to be crazy. You're not going to know what to believe, uh, but Martin will be able to guide you through the chaos. Go ahead and give him a follow on Twitter. And also just want to mention uh, we did talk about Nelson Cruz a little bit there in that interview right after we recorded uh, Nelson Cruz got dealt to the Tampa Bay race. so go figure. I did send uh, Martin Gallegos a message, a text message. I said, "Well, uh, there goes Nelson Cruz," and we just had a little, a little laugh, a little chuckle, and and uh, and I throw, I threw out a name. I was just like, "Hey, uh, what do you think about Jorge Soler?" He didn't like that suggestion. <laughs> he was not on board with that. He came back and countered with a. With an outfielder in Miami, I think you guys can figure out who that is, Mister uh, Starlin Marte. You know that that would be really interesting. He did mention at the end of that interview uh, that he uh, would, would see a DH or possibly an outfield bat. So uh, Marte, definitely one of those top guys on the market uh, heading into the deadline. So we'll see what happens when in the next week. Because we are coming up on the deadline again, it is July thirtieth, not thirty-first this year. It is going to be July thirtieth at four o'clock Eastern Time. So uh, we'll be we'll be bringing you all up to date on everything that's going on around the league. And next week we have more bonus coverage of the trade deadline. We're going to be speaking with beat writer for the Pittsburgh Pirates because the Pirates uh, look to be very active in selling this trade deadline coming up. So we're going to be speaking with beat writer for The Athletic uh, Rob Temple. We're going to speak with him and also very excited to announce that we will be speaking with ESPN Insider for MLB and also host of the Baseball Tonight podcast uh, where you can get on Spotify and all other platforms Mr. Buster Olney. So I cannot wait to sit down and talk some baseball, talk some rumors and see what's going to go down. So that's what's coming Coming up next week, you guys do not want to miss that. Hope you enjoyed this conversation with Martine. Again, it is always a fun time to catch up with Martine as the A's, they go through uh, everything as far as the deadline and the stadium. So I really enjoyed it. I hope you did too. You guys have a good weekend. Be safe. Go catch some baseball. And, hey, if you have a team that is making a push, that is uh, competing to get into October, Well, I know you're probably a nervous wreck right now. Or, hey, what if you have a favorite player on your team and your team isn't doing too well? What if you are a Pittsburgh Pirates fan? Are you freaking out right now? Maybe you're going to toss back some shots. Uh, I don't know. How are Cubs fans doing right now? We're going to talk about all that coming up next week. But, hey. Toss them back, whiskey shots, tequila shots, preferably not together. Uh, if you're Tyler Rogers, maybe you want to maybe you want to have some Bud Light because it looked like it worked. It looked like it worked. Who knows? Who knows? I I personally, I'm gonna stay away from the Bud Light. That's not my preference. I like me some IPAs. You know, some Sierra Nevada, a little hazy thing over there. That's my thing. Um, Modelo, you know, Modelo's a little chill when I'm when I'm not trying to be picky. I'm just like, ah, eh, you know what? I'll I'll have the Modelo. Uh, you can't go wrong with the modello. Corona. Yeah, uh, we all know how that goes. <laughs> After this last year, Corona just, uh, yeah, it brings back a lot of a lot of bad memories uh, from twenty twenty. But anyways. If you're freaking out, don't worry. I'm here for you. I'll be here all week next week. Tune in next week. Like I said, Buster Only coming on. Rob Beertenfull for the Pirates coming on. We have a lot coming your way. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the podcast. And remember, it's going to be a busy week. So strap on, put on the seatbelt, get ready for it because baseball executives are expecting this week to be one of the most active trade deadlines in recent history, and we're here for it. So I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Remember to subscribe, leave a a review if you can on Apple Podcasts, and we will talk to you next time. Be safe, watch some baseball, and I'll talk to you then.